Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. Happy to be with you today on this Tuesday. Make sure you can catch us on our Facebook Live right now, facebook.com slash Annie Fry Show. Let's get to our guest, Dave Ray's Fairs Communications Director, Fair Immigration. Thank you so much, Dave, for the time today. Oh, you bet, Annie. Great to be with you again. Yes, great to be with you as well. Immigration was, you know, the, the, the topic was all the rage maybe a year ago or so. We haven't talked about it in quite some time, but the Trump administration has started returning Mexican migrants deep into the country's interior as a part of an expanding effort to deter illegal immigration and combat the ongoing crisis at the border. This from Fox News. What can you tell us about where the Trump administration is in their uh, fight against illegal immigration? Well, that's a great idea, but it's not a new idea. In fact, in 1989, when FAIR came out with a first study, 10 Steps to Stopping Illegal Immigration, one of the steps that we recommended was to return Mexicans to the interior of their country. We called it interior repatriation. The fact is, is that most of the Mexicans, most of the Mexican population li lives deep in the heart of Mexico. The border states are not very highly populated. And so when you, somebody comes across the border and you capture them, if you simply return them back to the border, then they're more likely uh, to try again than if you return them deep into the heart of the, the nation, which is where most of them are from, uh, and are going to be closer to their home. So, you know, this was just a <clears throat> another card that the administration has played uh, as it has dealt with this border crisis that has been that really start took up all of last year with the explosion at the border, if you recall by May of last year, apprehensions which had been about twenty to thirty thousand a month had blown the barn door open we 're at one hundred and forty four thousand apprehensions per month. The Trump administration, knowing full well that it had a do-nothing Congress that was going to sit on its hands, uh, really sh demonstrated uh, an incredible ability to think outside of the box. Unlike on this issue, you know, the, uh, the things that the Trump administra administration have tried over the last year have never been tried by any other uh, presidency, at least not in the last 30 years. And they forged agreements with Mexico, uh, uh, threatened trade sanctions on Mexico. As you know, Annie, we're Mexico's best trade partner. We buy 80% of their goods, so we uh, throw a lot of weight around in that department. And so Mexico immediately dispatched its military to its southern border, where Central Americans were coming in by the tens of thousands. If you recall the caravans from last year that were coming up and all the uh, fanfare that was going on with that. The Trump administration also put together something called the Migrant Protection Protocol, MPP, and thereby when Central Americans in the past had been asking for political asylum, uh, if they had a child with them, and you can bet most of them did because they knew they would be released into the interior, that was the catch and release that we've been hearing about for all these years, the MPP, Migrant Protection Protocol, allowed us to return them right across the border in Mexico where they had to wait in Mexico for their asylum hearings in the U.S. They were denied. I mean, it was really something aimed at um, uh, the incentive to try catch and release in the first place. In other words, we couldn't stop catch and release because we couldn't get Congress 
to change the law. Nancy Pelosi was obsessed with impeachment, as you uh, have been witnessing. But mm. we could get uh, Mexico to cooperate with us to hold uh, the people who said that they were fleeing per- persecution in their homelands and therefore were safe in Mexico. Uh, and they would wait in the U.S. until their asylum hearings were, were heard. So, you know, it's just another one of the uh, the interior repatriation is just – you know, another tool in the toolbox that the Trump administration has so adeptly used at really single-handedly stopping this immigration crisis. Uh, they had a, a win in the courts earlier this week where another $3.6 billion was released to go towards border wall. They've built over 100 miles of border wall so far with a vow to complete 450 miles of border wall by the end of the year. So they've done quite a bit and made the nation quite a bit safer. Of course, you know, we know there are uh, terrorist sleeper cells related to Iran in Latin America, and there are drugs that continue to flow over our border, and there are criminal aliens who come into the United States and do awful things to Americans and legal immigrants. And so we need to continue to strengthen our border, but it has gotten a lot better in the last three years, I can tell you that. So we're speaking with Dave Ray with FAIR Immigration. You can find them online at fairus.org. You've talked about what we've done so far. It does, I don't hear in your voice that we've done enough, that there's still much to do. What needs to happen from this administration going forward? Like, What's the most impactful thing that the Trump administration or whoever happens to win in November of 2020 that that administration could do to make sure that we get to where we actually need to be? Well, I mean, if the administration is on its own, as the Trump administration has been, then it's going to be up to them to try to come up with crafty ways to do this without any help from Congress. If President Trump would be reelected and had a Republican Senate and a Republican House of Representatives, that's a completely different ballgame. And and my suggestion would be to close the loopholes, the the legal loopholes in our asylum laws that allow people uh, to to come into the country and then flee and uh, to extend the period that children with their with adults can be held so that we can hold families together while they have their asylum hearings in the US therefore everybody's safe everybody's together and when the case gets a thumbs up or thumbs down they're either released into the United States or you know if they're Central Americans about you know 89% of them will be sent back home but, yeah, so there are, are, are legal things that need to be done, but you would need a cooperative Congress. Uh, we were just out in the border in early December in Arizona, and I'll tell you, we uh, there was a, a little border town called Sasabe, which was not too far from Nogales, uh, Arizona, and, and Mexico. And we uh, were very impressed by how well the border patrol, you know, how high the wall was, how effective it looked. We walked about, or rode about three miles west of the port of entry there, though, and the border wall suddenly ended, and it was connected to a rickety old barbed wire fence with a piece of rope. So clearly there are, you know, the the underbelly, uh, the southern border, the easy easy penetrable side of the United States. Uh, There are still some gaping holes. Hopefully 
those will be rectified when the, the administration is finished building its border walls. But I think these multinational agreements that we have been able to forge with Mexico, Central America, we have an agreement with Guatemala known as safe third country, meaning that if somebody comes through, passes – remember, somebody who's wanting to claim political asylum, regardless of where they're from, they're saying, in my home country, I am threatened by my government because of my race, ethnicity, national origin, what have you. And so when they pass through a, their first safe country, that's where they should ask for political asylum. People shouldn't be asylum shopping. Mm. And so we have a third safe country agreement with Mexico, just like we do with Canada, that says anybody who passes through Mexico wanting political asylum first has to ask for it in Mexico. We had the same problem in Canada where people were flying into Canada and then skipping across the border in the United States and asking for asylum. Well, that's asylum shopping. So now we have a third safe country agreement with Canada that says you land in Canada, you ask for asylum in Canada. You can't, ask, you can't be uh, considered for asylum in the U.S. until you make your case there. So there are agreements like that <clears throat> that the uh, next administration would work on. But it seems that there may be a trend here where uh, Mexicans are starting to come in and ask for political asylum. And this could be the beginning of a very troubling trend. There's, you know, I think about 160 million people in Mexico. And uh, so if they start coming in uh, and asking for political asylum, we're not going to be able to store them in Mexico waiting for their uh for their hearings, they would have to be housed here in the U.S., and so that's going to take some fancy footwork. Hopefully, it was just a you know an anomaly that we saw when there had been a, a small spike in Mexican apprehensions. But if you recall, December border apprehension numbers were down yet again. So hopefully the, tri the trend will continue to go down. Well, we appreciate your update on this issue, and we're very grateful that there is a continued. Uh, focus on the on this issue because it's very Always. important and uh, people can yeah. learn more about it at fairus.org on twitter at fair immigration dave a pleasure to speak with you today thank you so much for you too annie you have a, a great day and anytime you want to chat fair is there for you absolutely dave thank you so much you bet bye-bye